living like a chain axe in perfect harmony with the screen queen's last exaltation. We are the ear-splitting, mind-rendering screech of rebellion. Here's 665.66 UHMR Camrat Radio. As always, Gabo's so poetic. Speaking of chain axes, blood is raining down in the mid-hives. Get your umbrellas, because Corridor 54 Killer racked up a murder number of mayhem last week that uh, may surprise you. His attacks claim the lives of a fabricator boss and his command staff. Poor bastards. He stripped them cogboys of all their space parts. Mm. Well, we better hope that Kev is safe with all those extra digits. Need a place to stock up on home defense options like unwieldy hand cannons? Head on down to Frank's Rucka Truck, the Underhive's one-stop shop for guns and burritos. Don't forget to get your hands on some of those chimichangas. Gotta love when the food makes you feel a little inadequate. Chimichang guns? I am the ever-burning plasma entity haunting your crosshairs Goblin King, joined by our hysterical maniac of Miracle Whip, Marky. What it is, hoes? Keeping the hive safe by hunting down any anomalous activity, if you know what I mean, is Beast. Hello, everyone. He's chasing ass. That's that's what I was gonna say. It was like anonymous. It was like like anonymous. An 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 animalist. An animal. Did I say it like that? (laughs) No, no, that's just me being weird. (laughs) Phenomenon. Phenomenon. No. And the harlot harbinger of Hodozer Alley, Chuckerfly. Hello, everyone. Since you're chasing ass and you're doing whatever you're doing, marking, make sure you bring your fifties. Miracle whip. Welcome to Under the Hive of Madness. This is our first spooky episode of Spooky Season here in the month of all things Halloween-y. We decided that we wanted to kick it off by jumping into something in Warhammer 40k lore, specifically Demon Worlds. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh yeah. some warning. God, I almost myself. Was that loud for you guys? Yeah. That was I got to turn it down. I'm sorry. Dude, I was fucking shit. Good thing I just went to the bathroom. God. I looked at the, I looked at the dial barrels, and it was turned so. all the way up. I was like, oh, shit. Whoops. Yeah. Came came through pretty low on our end. Yeah, you know, you came, came, came through pretty well on our end, too. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, with the planet spotlight template, we will pick a particular planet and we will dive into it a lot. And as to where we probably could have done that with a couple of the demon worlds, there's just a lot of demon worlds out there. And we wanted to give you guys sort of an overview and touch yeah. on some of the important ones. And then we will probably earmark some of these that we can dive into a little bit more in the future. I'll, I can say right now we will probably cover a lot of the Traitor Legion Demon Worlds as their own epi- episodes at a certain point, probably after we've talked about the Traitor Marines, because a lot of those are really important. Um, but if there's anything, there are any planets uh, that we come across, <laughs> there's yeah, any planets but... we come across as we go through this episode, just hit us up and let us know that you're interested in hearing a little bit more about them. A lot of the ones that we've got 
some information on a lot of the ones that we entered we're going to introduce and talk about today we've got some information on some of them we can dive deeper on some of them we can't if you guys want to know how to interact with us that way we've got a couple of different options one of the ways to do that right off the bat and probably easiest is to join our growing community over on discord there's usually a link in our show notes that'll take you directly to that the other way that you can help the community grow and help the podcast grow is by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash under the hive of madness. If you're interested in getting a video version or a video accompaniment to the episode, head on over there for $3 a month. You can see the video version of the podcast. All this. Yeah. All, all, all this. It's probably the best way to watch. I mean, well, like listen and watch. Yeah. We bring up accompanying images and and all sorts of stuff. (laughs) It's it's the only way to listen and watch. What the hell am I trying to say here? So the only lay, the only, the only lay, it's the only lay. <laughs> oh, lay. <laughs> oh, oh. So with that being said, we're going to jump into demon worlds. So a demon world is a planet that has become twisted and corrupted by the powers of chaos and the warp due to prolonged exposure to a warp rift. It is not bound by the laws of physics and demon worlds are impossible mixes of both the material universe and the powers of the warp. They are to, shaped. I have to interrupt you, Ryan. Uh, Go ahead again. Again with the uh, with the pa- shameless Patreon plug. Uh, <laughs> Ryan has a very very beautiful visual of uh, what looks like a prolapsed sphincter. Uh, Dumping down into a planet. It's an eyeball. It's an eyeball with electricity. I totally thought that was an asshole just dropping down on a planet. That totally, (laughs) totally threw me for a loop. I was like, yep, that's a demon planet. Now now that's an (laughs) eyeball. Salveron checking in on his uh, livestock. (laughs) Hey, 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 bitch. Hey, hey, bitch, what you doing? That's what the ISRON really did, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's goatsy, goatsy.cx just really staring does. down at a wow. planet. Dude, it, I wasn't right? looking. Tom, right? I wasn't looking. Tom. And I turned and I looked and I'm like, it's that's a, a perv- <laughs> now, now you can't get it out of your mind. So, wow. so just a, just another, you know, shameless plug for our Patreon. You get these beautiful images that Ryan pulls up. <laughs> that uh, is a butthole that someone so, stuck a ping pong paddle so in. So the, my question would be, is that a Nurgle world? If that's a butthole. <laughs> Jesus, that is, I mean, one eye Willie. <laughs> I love, I love. So Sonesh. Is, is this, kid, is this kindergarten? Be. I'm, I'm changing the image. This, is, this kindergarten, is a, this kindergarten, this entire kindergarten classroom is on time. That's, man. that's the butthole before it's prolapsed. That's what the photo. Is. <laughs> this is no fun now. This is no fun. <laughs> no fun allowed. Go All back right. to school. Turn your car. So, Turn your car, so, Mark. So de- that's a, demon that's world. That's a dingleberry. Jesus Christ. You're welcome. There's a 10 more years on the life with all this laughing. (laughs) All right. So demon worlds are shaped by the demonic rulers and the emotions or collective unconsciousness of those mortals who might live there. The majority of demon worlds can be found within the eye of terror as it is the most massive warp rift known in the Milky Way galaxy. Most are under the direct control of a demon prince, and these planets are normally shaped by the whims or needs of these rulers. A few demonic worlds exist outside the eye in real space, and when these are known to the Imperium of Man, they are swiftly quarantined by the forces of the Inquisition. Often an exterminatus is ineffective, since the very nature of these warp planets will cause the space around them to react to such a strike and either render it harmless 
or send it right back to whoever visited the destruction upon them. This is one of the reasons that the Inquisition and the other Imperial forces are often so quick and so harsh when they react to things that they see as the forces of chaos, because if the force, if a force of chaos starts to take a hold, hold of a world, normally the aim of that force of chaos is to bring that change, make it into a demon world. So uprisings and stuff like that as we cover things in the warhammer 40k history and as we cover different events and stuff a lot of times the the fear of the imperium is oh shit they're gonna try to create another demon world in real space so you're saying that every demon world is like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get exactly sometimes sometimes it's a booty hoe Mm, (laughs) this one tastes like shit (laughs) Demon worlds are extremely violent places, as most host battles and wars that have lasted for hundreds of years, with much of the surface no longer looking like a world, but looking a bit more like a bunch of interconnected arenas. These battles are fought by the armies of demons and their mortal allies in the name of the Chaos Gods. However, the four Chaos Gods don't become involved in these conflicts, simply choosing to spectate and grow in power as the tides of these battles shift. Their forces are run by greater demons and demon princes. These both act as generals. In general, demon princes have an edge on this because of their past lives and experiences as mortals. This kind of helps them understand both the realm of the immaterium and the realm of the material universe. So a demon world isn't in, isn't fully in either place. It's in both at the same time. So, you know, try to think of that... Uh, like like a lot of the MCU-ish fights is sort of what this conjures in my mind. I can't remember. I think it's Nightcrawler, like, attacks a bunch of people at one point, and he's just, like, blipping in and out of existence as he, like, fights an entire room. I imagine it's that, but on a planetary scale, and everybody can do it in one way, but, like, mixed with some Doctor Strange shit. <laughs> yeah, I'd almost think of it like kind of like the, uh, I think we've talked about this before, kind of like the Upside Down from Stranger Things. Where yeah. it exists at the same time, but uh, in exactly. in alternate like dimensions, in, yeah, in parallel but different, right? Yeah. Plus, too, so, I think it all depends on how close they are to the rifts as well. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Like, like the the deeper into the eye of terror you are, the weirder shit is. Yep. The more in real space you are, the more normal it is. But we'll we'll talk about why demon worlds are so dangerous to the Imperium in here in a second. Success in these conflicts is counted by the numbers of planets that each god controls. When a demon prince conquers a demon world or consumes a world that exists in the physical universe and converts it into a demon world, their patron god will often gift it to them as their world to rule. It is when this conquest is complete that a demon prince will reshape the world to their whims and desires. So these aren't these changes aren't necessarily happening all the time unless their desire is that it happens all the time. And just because they win and they're granted rulership of the planet and they make these changes doesn't mean that another battle is not going to start like five minutes later. The the chaos gods are constantly fucking fighting each other. These planets change hands a lot. Mm. Some of these planets change hands a lot. Some of these planets have been in the hands of one particular demon prince for 10,000 years. but You know, you, you can't... Where, where am I going with this? You, I don't know. Be, being on a demon we world... We never know. <laughs> you, you, I, I, not even I know. 
<laughs> I really wish I really wish you did know. In a, I really in don't. A, in a book, in a book you once read. <laughs> Come on, hit us with the quote, book. Quote, quote unquote. Now, I mean, it's really got to suck living like living on one of these planets. Like, can you imagine just being in a I constant state of war? For what seems like forever, and then for no reason either. For no reason, <laughs> like can you imagine being like a cultist on this planet? It's like you don't get to just—I mean, I was gonna say—you don't really get to do that in the Imperium either. You know, just sit back and chill. But I can't—I can't imagine living Less on one so. of these planets as a chaos cultist. Like that would suck. I don't know yeah. what would suck more—being like a slave to the Imperium, or being in a constant state of war. With the chaos, with chaos, like what? What would yeah. suck more? It Do you does get benefits. Get, it it depends on your chaos god. Yeah, and it de- it depends on you we're, in a lot of ways. See, yeah, I would where, say where you are I would say Imperium. I would say the Imperium's better just because there's women. I mean, well, oh, there's constant there's state of per- sex. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's still there's still there Sign are still people <laughs> being born on. Uh, demon worlds so yep man that's gotta suck so speaking of that life on a demon world (laughs) visiting surviving and then escaping to tell the tale of a demon world is extremely rare and those who do management and those who do management (laughs) and those who do manage it are scarred by the high costs often paid by their very souls the very physics of these worlds is pure chaos Tales of being hounded by relentless demons over interchanging landscapes where rocks might bleed or even scream if you trip over them or pick them up are common. Being forced to witness the horrible death of loved ones and friends repeated over and over before your eyes or being constantly confronted by your greatest fears is also common. In some cases, mortals of these worlds might need to mentally or physically reassemble their bodies every morning upon waking up. How anyone can manage to survive on these worlds is a mystery. However, some demonologists theorize it might be that the demon princes that rule these worlds actually need the continued influx of mortal emotions in order to power the worlds they live on. Or it might be that those who have managed to survive against all of these odds are just the most capable and strongest that the the like evolution, the Darwinian evolution can conjure. In either case, those mortals who do make it out often say that the lucky ones are those who died swiftly. While some demon worlds are firmly in control of one of the gods, most exist in a flux of constant warfare. Even in the cases of a world that is not currently being fought over between the dark powers, there is not really peace. Lesser demons fight and struggle amongst themselves to carve out their own miniature kingdoms all across these planets. So even in the ones that aren't like war grounds between two gods are still fucking war grounds. Since the classification of demon world is given to a planet that has been in real space or was in real space for a chunk of time, there have been times when the Imperium has found reason to visit them. Agents of the Inquisition of, or the Adaptus Astartes might be tasked to recon a world, retrieve lost relics, or hit hard targets that might have strategic importance in a current military conflict. It is on these rare occasions that the survivors of a demon world can be found with their sanity and even their souls still intact. 
These rare individuals have withstood horrors of the warp few can even imagine, and because of that, they offer the Inquisition a unique set of opportunities. While they are always quarantined and interviewed in extremely controlled environments, they are not only reliable and stable sources of information on the enemy and the warp itself, but also assets that can be trained and later used. These survivors' skill sets often make them dangerous but potent acolytes for an Inquisitor's warband. Their steel willpower and abilities to deal with the punishing mental and physical extremes of their demon worlds are countered, however, by their extremely dark humor, their off-putting mannerisms, the fact that most of them have waking and night terrors, and the constant threat that they have already been consumed with too much corruption. Demon worlds were once created and governed by the laws of nature, only having become what they are now through some sort of cataclysm. They are a permanent island of the immaterium that exists somewhere in real space. Because of this, demons can move freely from the warp onto a demon world unhindered by the normal challenges that's placed on them anywhere else in the universe. So this is the big danger spot. You know, when we've talked about warp travel before, we've talked about the warp itself, we've talked about Gellerfields, and we haven't gone really deep into the technology but in general, things in the warp are stuck in the warp and things in real space are stuck in real space unless they do something to break that barrier. Faster than light travel is one of the things that breaks that barrier. The Geller field, it's not the Geller field. I can't remember the name of the engine. But there's an engine that the, uh, the Imperium has access to, which is capable of ripping a tear between real space and the warp. And then they activate a Geller field and the ship travels through the warp. And as long as the Geller field is stable the ship is fine inside the Geller field and they pop back out. So when they make that rip initially to enter and they make that rip at the other side to exit, those are a place where demon, demonic entities can come out of the warp into real space, but they can't last for very long unless they're anchored to something in our world, which is why demon engines of the um, traitor legions are so important. So in order to anchor larger demons into the world, they'll actually like fucking build them into war machines into like play mm -hmm. armor and stuff like that because then they're anchored here. The the danger with a demon world is you don't that that demon world is just like an open door. It is a constantly it's existing fully, open door. Fully corrupted. So in back this, and forth movement with no fucking restriction. So in this book Go I ahead. was listening to one time <laughs> the uh rogue trader is tricked by a, a demonette in disguise. And uh, I believe the guy was human. He was just uh, like, not so much corrupted by, I guess he was corrupted by chaos. Not, not so much. He still looked human, uh, but he was basically, he was kind of like the, uh, what would you call it? He was like kind of pulling the demonette around, influencing people. Mm -hmm. So uh, an influencer. Yeah, if you if you will, <laughs> <laughs> Twitter uh, or Instagram, <laughs> uh, Insta boner. That's that's what that apparently that demonette did to you. Oh, uh, Tinder, yeah, <laughs> grinder, bumble, grinder, grinder. <laughs> so uh, the demon don't make me guy, hit you with this picture again, okay? Oh my god, it's in my face. <laughs> my one <laughs> eye. <laughs> my one eye. <laughs> That's the demon, the demonette, and this guy. <laughs> so the de the demonette and this guy basically uh, influence this guy to like come with him because they 
uh, they keep giving them this drink that's like super addictive. Uh, I've kind of talked about it before, but the drink is essentially the life essence of a person. Nice. Um, like like gelflings. Yeah, yeah. And every time you drink it, you like have an orgasm essentially. Nice, nice like callback. that's that's basically how they. What? Where is the shit? Yeah, tell me about it, right? You know, like, let me get some of that dolphin jelly. That's uh, so <laughs> dolphin <laughs> jelly. <laughs> so, oh so my they god, dude. Uh, they're that's like, dope. hey, the only the only way you can get more of this drink is if you come with us. And he's like, yeah, sure, definitely. All drink it together, then. yeah, right. Uh, so the, uh, they take them, but they actually take them, th- uh, take them through like a warp storm. And when they take them through this warp right. storm, they they end up on a, a demon planet. And I believe his Gellerfields weren't up because he said when he got off his uh, his ship that his ship had completely mutated and changed color. Uh, so they looked back and he's like, "Yeah, my ship was now like all these uh, ridiculous like shapes and uh, all these bright." crazy colors and we were on a crazy colorful planet so it was probably like a zinch planet or something Slash. yeah i mean it could yeah maybe yeah yeah in excess yeah. right yeah excessive color and shapes yeah. uh and then she changes into a demonette and like does all kinds of crazy stuff and they they try to suck the life <laughs> essence out of this guy she lets him put it in her butt you know yeah crazy stuff i well, yeah, i mean depends on who you are just so depend it it depends on it depends on when the change to the ship happened. So if the ship traveled through the warp, came out of the warp, and then landed on a demon world, How it's now on a demon world. So now it's back in the warp, and no one knows that it needs a Geller field on. So it's going to be manipulated by it, basically. Yeah. So the the yeah, change may not have happened. In, yeah, it's it's cool. There there was a there's a relatively old and like quasi famous demon world book i think it's called demon world to tell you the truth uh in the old in the black library and, and i when i say old i mean like this is like a 20 this is like this is pre-horus heresy this is one of the books that existed before the horus heresy was like a thing um and i know there's a bunch of books that fall into that category that we talk about but there's not there's not a lot <laughs> the horus heresy was really like the opening of the floodgate but um in that book the main character is a dude He's like, um, I can't remember. I want to say he eventually ends up becoming like a like a very very like well respected hunter or, or sniper or something in the guard, or he becomes a space marine. Like he's got some hero's journey arc to him, but he the world that he lives on is one of the worlds where like he he wakes up and he's a brain, and he's like oh, he has to, he has to go he has to go find his eyes and he has to like physically put himself back together every morning when he wakes up oh, um, oh my god <laughs> and and he's just trying to travel from like like basically the little tiny village that the story starts into like the city so he can like get into a portal to get off the world to a different demon world like he doesn't even get away from a demon world he just goes from one demon world to another uh but it was it was uh it was pretty interesting so when i was doing the research the basic research and going through the old black legion or not yeah black legion book and the old zinch book uh not zinch book the old thousand sons book the the like sixth and fifth and sixth edition splats for some of this info i was like oh shit i totally remember that book gave me a so minute what you're telling me is being on a demon world is like taking a horrendous amount of shrooms yeah pretty much can be yeah hey hey don't joke about that all right i'm, I'm so, just saying that's what it's like to be on a demon world yeah, I don't think I mean, I mean, 
Like, well, I don't know. I've been on a horrendous amount of shrooms, and I still think it would be worse. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple of the older books I've read, too, and one of the ones is, uh, so, like, Lysander's whole thing is, like, he disappeared for over a thousand years right. and then pops out of the warp, and here he is. A few years ago, they actually came with a book telling that story. Well, okay. he gets sucked in. He gets sucked into the warp to an iron, um, iron warrior, iron warrior's stronghold that's on an iron warrior's demon planet. Oh, fun! Every single representation of the chaos gods and other stuff was on that planet. He actually finds a grim. This again. This is how badass Lysander is. He fights his way out of enslavement. Finds he's got no armor on. He's just a loincloth. That's what's up. finds an inquisitor's grimora and is Mm -hmm. beating demons with it and he uses that book (laughs) the power of christ exactly (laughs) well and what's interesting about the book there was an inquisitor that had gone on that planet it was a story of that inquisitor he actually runs into an acolyte that the inquisitor had well the inquisitor was doing deals with demons he's on the slanesh part of the world and gives up his acolyte his female acolyte lover for the Slanesh part of the world to let him go. Well, Lysander runs into this acolyte after she had been drug away and described as the big burly, you know, demon princes, you know, carry her away. And here she is now. She's her own demon prince. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So that book book is kind of interesting. It's like a little bit of everything on the world. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And that's helping the shit out of Oh, sorry. I was gonna say beating the shit out of demons with the, with the, bibliography. Is it bibliography? Biography. Bibliography. Grim- <laughs> more of a Bible, bi- man. Bi- biblioteca. Bi- biblioteca. I'm just making up words now. Yeah, just beating beating the shit the, out of demons with an inquisitor's biography. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it's hilarious. Yeah. So so a grimoire is a. <laughs> Why is that so funny? I'm sorry. Don't, don't so start la biblioteca. La biblioteca. Mi, mi, mi nombre demonia. <laughs> Donde esta la biblioteca? I just always find it funny when Mark says Spanish words. I don't know why. <laughs> Oh god. So that was your Spanish 101 lesson for today. Um so that that's the interesting thing about a lot of demon worlds where some of them are very much in control of one entity or they're devoted mm-hmm. to one entity. Most of them aren't. Most of them are just fucking I mean they're hellscapes. They're hell planets. They're at the end fucking. of the day. They're just fucked. They're just planets. fucking. They're just fucking. <laughs> they're just fucking. damn right. <laughs> um Great fucking demon <laughs> worlds. There, there's another famous instant of a demon world where there is an entire. I I couldn't find it in book in research. I could only find a couple of like like spotty links to it online. But I want to say I do definitely remember coming across it in one of the books. So I'll keep looking for it and try to find it. We'll probably bring it up in the future um, when we talk. Probably when we circle back and talk about demons or orcs. But there's one demon planet where there are orcs on it. And the orcs are just constantly fighting corn, and the orcs fucking love it because they're constantly fighting, and corn fucking loves it because the orcs are constantly constantly fighting. fighting. Yeah. So my question to that does that book because because there are books that I have read that tie into each other with the same authors, mm. right? Grey Knights, 
So I don't know if they've had more than just the three books, but there's one where the main character, um, Alric, I think is the name, he ends up on a corn demon world where it's just a gladiator world. So all the princes and upcoming princes all have their own gladiators, like (laughs) armies of gladiators. That's dope. Basically planet Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, And on on that planet, there's an indigenous species of like these weird insectoids. Well, the group he's part of, Alric, the gladiator slaves that they have, there's orcs. And the orcs, the way they describe them, act a little bit different. They're not just, all, we're fucking orcs, you know, how they put them in books. Mm. They're actually organized. And the boss yeah. that's with them makes them all practice on their downtime to get better so they can live. So at the end of the book, you know, Alric wins because he's a great knight, you know, yay Imperium. Yeah, yeah. The whole planet's in turmoil. The orcs walk away with the insectoids to go back underground. So I wonder if somehow that ties into like an original story of like, well, here you go. There's an original story. This author took the idea. Now that's how that corn planet has orcs on it all the time. Huh? So there's, so there's a, I can't remember. And this is why I wanted to find it. Cause you're right that there's a big component to that story where like, so the way that it works is essentially they had this big fight. And all of the orcs are, you know, all of the orcs are slaughtered by the end of the war because the corn blood letters are going to win. There's just more of them than there are the orcs. Well, the first time that the battle ever happened, the demon prince of corn that's in charge of that world was very impressed by the orcs fighting prowess. And he basically like he told his boss or his boss is like watched or whatever. And it's very hazy as to whether or not it was Corn himself who did it or if it was like one of his underlings. But essentially somebody was impressed and was like, well, they fight good. Let's resurrect them. And they resurrected all of those orcs. So it's Groundhog Day. The orcs yep. wake up the next day and they go right back into the same fight. And what ended up, what ends up happening over time is the war boss catches on to what's happening. The war boss starts to realize that he's fighting the same battle over and over and over again. And because of that, and because of the fact that he knows that his boys are going to be in the next, the same battle over and over and over again, he starts training them more in like tactics and stuff to try to win an edge over the blood letters so they can get off the planet. Uh, and, awesome. and like, that's pretty dope. They like end up not being able to get like, cause obviously now they're chaos corn orcs and, and it, you know, I can't remember if I can find it. I'll I'll talk more about it. But yeah, it was uh, it was just one of those things that like it's stuck in the back of my head as a mind worm, and I knew at some point I'd bring it up in a lore conversation. Which is an interesting conversion people can do for corn right. orc army, right? Yep. Actually, man, like the whole idea of because I've been playing around, especially Red with orcs. the new book coming out. I've been playing, yeah, right. I've been playing around with the whole idea of. Uh, of doing a demon army and doing a lot of this research that like made me start thinking of like different things that I could do with demons because demons, yeah, think, demons uh, are pretty, there's a lot of conversion capability, especially oh, yeah, if you yeah. like really, really dive into the age of Sigmar line. Yeah. I want to say, I think it's mini war gaming. They have uh, a corn orc army. Uh, Dave, that, that guy, he's all about chaos. I believe he yeah. has like a corn, corn orc army. He has a corn everything. Yeah, yeah. That's that stuff. I'll have to look into that. So, uh, Demon Worlds. So we talked about Demon Worlds being a place where you can basically interact. You can so you can pass between the Immaterium and real space very easily. There, 
This is one of the reasons that the chaos gods constantly compete for ownership over the worlds, as the more of them that they control, the more paths they have into material space, and that way they can basically wreck more face. The armies of demons and mortals fighting across the surface of these worlds is a constant challenge for those who live there. As Marky was saying, like, this has got to be a fucking hellish place to live, right? Yeah, yeah, fuck, fuck that noise. This grinding conflict is referred to as the Great Game. And it's the driving force to ever greater feats and deeds that the mortals that fight on either side strive to, all so that they can stand out a little bit more in the eyes of their patrons. Since demon princes can change the world to match their desire if they win it, no two demon worlds are alike. One might have boiling lakes and oceans full of viscera, while another might be shaped into a grinning skull visible from millions of kilometers away in space. Mortals on these worlds serve chaos in two different ways. As a man fodder. <laughs> yeah. As the manpower needed for the fodder and the armies of chaos that can be trained up and then be used to invade the material universe through their very actions and emotions, they are also constantly feeding their patron gods. So even while they're training up and like, you know, a, a survival of the fittest thing, you know, the, the mortals who survived this fight and survived the next fight and survived the next fight. You like that? Did you say survival of the fisting? The fittesting. I, 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 mean, I mean, come on. Survival of the fisting. It's a slanish planet. It's a planet. Both of us. Both of us were like, <laughs> what? what, what? <laughs> I tried to turn fittest into a, a verb. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So... So going through the process of survival of the fittest, you know, they the they basically they basically eliminate the chaff, they fodder out the chaff, and they end up with these like just fucking crazy ass warriors. And then those are the guys that end up streaming onto battlefields. And if you've read any of the fiction or if you read any of the fiction, depending on the story, depending on the author, at times these chaos cultists are a fucking they give Marines a run for their money. So it's this it's this pressure cooker that breeds those cultists. The other side of that equation is that the entire time they're fighting, obviously like their emotions and their actions and their deeds are just it's just a feedback loop. So for instance, if it's a corn army, if it's a corninate old fucking blood. crusade group, every time they kill somebody, it feeds corn. Every time they win, it feeds corn. If it's a slanish group, every time they you know, slowly snip off each of your limbs in like coordinated combat. They're feeding slanish, and or you insert do kind their of dominance. Insert that, yes, right. Insert, not not assert. No, no, no insert, insert. The dominance. Oh, that's what I I named my blade the dominance, and I'm going to insert it into as many of you as I can. Yes. <laughs> I'm inserting my dominance. <laughs> It's the guys that we've talked about so far, these are the ones who are crazy, brave, and brutal enough to get out of the slave pits. So Everyone like, else, every other mortal. Go ahead. Well, I got a question. So we know how yeah, Nurgle yeah. would be, too. It'd be the ones surviving disease and rot and all that and being mm. rusty. What is what is Zinch? Like, how do they're and it, they just rolling dice? It's always it's change. They're just rolling it's always dice. Changing. Always changing. That's what I mean. What's the so, change? Uh, scenery. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, the dominant ones. How do they become the de like demon princes of Zinch? So if you're so they if you're a demon tricky, if you're a demon, yeah, it's all about tactics and trickery. 
And then like Azinchian, Azinchian planet probably isn't going to stay, depending on what planet it is, probably isn't going to stay very stable. Like the, it's going to continue to draw its power by infighting happening more because it's it's a Zinch is the Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. If you strip out a bunch of the shit and you just watch all of these dumb people at the top battling over that stupid chair, that's Zinch. Okay, there you go. Um, you know, throwing throwing kids out of towers and whatnot. Yeah. But <laughs> it's a legitimate strategy, all right? Yeah. <laughs> that's corn, too. Yeah, it's changed. It's so life changed. So you well, and that, so you're saying the Zinch that's stuff the is thing. a little bit of everything. Uh, and that's and that's yeah. the thing. Like, if you really look at it, right, Corn's entire thing is blood for the blood god, you know, murder everything in a straight path for the glory of me. Well, that's that's a level of hedonism, so that feeds slanish. If you're murdering everything in a straight path, you're changing the regime. That feeds Zinch. If you're murdering, if you're letting blood flow and you're causing things to die, they're going to decay. So that's feeding Nurgle. And then you just take the next god down. Okay, so now we're talking about Slanish. So bloodletting is hedonism, which feeds Slanish. Like you just, every single just thing that you can do, they, they all feed each other. It's all a giant feedback loop. And that's it's, why they call it the Zinch, game, the great game. So Zinch, so Zinch would be like, oh, look, I'm going to kill you. I'm just joking. I got you in the arm. So you change their idea no. what they're gonna do. <laughs> it's it's like a it's like a circle. <laughs> it's like a circle. It's, it's like a circle. Comes back on yes, itself. Mark. Uh, yes, Marky. It's like it's, a circle. <laughs> it's like a circle. So you're going back to the artwork that we saw at the beginning with the butthole. It's like fifty first dates. It's like a cir- yes. Oh, okay. It's like a circle. Oh, that fucking movie. Don't talk about that movie. <laughs> Why it's such not? Bullshit. Like that movie's such time. bullshit. This is the third time he's brought it up and like Rob, Rob Schneider is amazing. All right. I don't watch chick flicks. Dude, it's you. so bad. She never remembers. I just called you. She oh, never remembers movie. him. Okay, now that he said that, I remember what movie that is. Fifty yeah. first dates? Yeah. 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 It's Adam Sandler, man like a circle all right cool so <laughs> the people who fight on these planets and move up in the ranks and eventually become warriors that will attack other planets in the galaxy are the lucky ones they're the ones who've managed to escape from the slave pits prayer gangs and black manufactoria which and earn a place to fight in those armies the rest stay yoked to the chain of slavery these slaves are rewarded by the bitter twists of chaos, learning to love the lash and becoming frenzied with pleasure as they reach ever new heights of self-sacrifice, competing Sorry. to outdo each other in self-mutilation, bloodletting, and other pursuits of pure hedonism. Dope. For as many slaves that toil in the demonic foundries, just as many, if not more, are gathered into planet-wide prayer hordes, whipped into frenzied prayers and sacrifices, both of themselves and those around them, just to feed the growing power of the dark gods. So th- that's, the, that's the dichotomy of mortals. You're either a fighter or you're a slave. And if you're a slave, the greater chance is that your entire mode of existence, your entire reason for existing is to be like in the worst mosh pit in existence. That's dope. <laughs> so notable demon worlds. Uh, as we mentioned up top, a lot of these demon worlds do have a lot more information about them. So if there is a demon world that you guys are interested in, please get in contact with us and let us know what that demon world might be. And you guys, 
as I go through these, if there's something that you don't feel that I covered enough, just let me know, and I'll try to give you a couple more details on it. As long as we cover so the, the first planet. That's a, just saying. We're covering your planet. It is not the first one, because alphabetically it's not first. Damn. <laughs> so the first planet we're going to talk about is Anthrax, or Anathrax. This is a demon world located within the Eye of Terror and devoted to Nurgle. It's a lush but pestilent planet covered in a forest of giant bulbous fungi. These fungi are made up of puffy-eyed heads that cough and sneeze gray mucus, which corrupts anything it touches. Fun. I, I, that, that sounds so amazing. They're, they're mushrooms, but they're people's fucking heads. <laughs> and they, they cough on you. And they cough on you. The Iron Drake Space Marine chapter was corrupted on this world, becoming the Gray Death Warbrand, Warbrand, becoming the Gray Death Warband of Heretic Astartes. The Judged and the Argent Hammers were also corrupted to the service of chaos on Anthrax and renamed themselves the Talons of Anthrax. It, it's it's fitting. Its planet's name is Anthrax, and it's a Nurgle world. An Anthrax, very, very metal. An yeah. Anathrax. That's so An weird. Anathrax. There's an extra A in it. So the next one is Bulwark, a demon world found in the Hadex Anomaly. That There's no way to say that without sounding vaguely drunk. Hadex Anomaly. anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> Used as a bastion for the forces of chaos to launch attacks into Jericho Reach. Bulwark is currently claimed by the worshippers of Korn. Is there a... A description on the planet. There is. Would you like to know more? I click that was yes. <laughs> you click it. Yes. Yes. I would like so to. So Bulwark was once a proud fortress world guarding the original Jericho sector capital of Varanus. It was claimed by the worshippers of Korn. So once mighty bastions of Animantian and steel stood firm against the enemies of the Imperium. Now these same structures have become charnel houses the inhabitants constantly offering up sacrifices to the blood god. Where Aquila's once stood proud over the buildings of the Minotaurum, now sits flesh hounds of corn, perched and waiting for the chance mm. to satisfy their eternal hunger with the blood of those that offered, that have offended their master. Skulls, both human and demon, decorate every outcropping. Walls are lined with spikes, and the aqueducts pump never-ending torrents of blood into the seas. Yeah, that sounds about right. Corn, corn, <laughs> corn, demon. It actually, blood yeah. skulls. It actually sounds like it would kind of be cool to, uh, like, visit, make, make a <laughs> visit. Uh, no, uh, make, no, make a no. table. Oh right, make yeah, a that table. would be pretty sweet. Actually, it'd be a fucking scenery, awesome battle terrain. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, terrain. yeah, yeah. Thank you, terrain. That's the word I was looking for. You are welcome. Words are hard, okay. All right, so. <laughs> Koronin. This is another demon world in the Hadex Anomaly. This time it is in service of Zinch. So Koronin. You would think this would be the corn planet, right? Koronin. No, yeah, Kor no. Koron Koronin. <laughs> it's corny so joke. the changes wrought to this planet were subtle at first. Trees would sway when there was no wind. Roads no longer had the same endpoints and other such small differences. The superstitious tribespeople of the planet turned to their mystics and soothsayers for answers, but the only response they got was to accept the changes as a sign from their god. 
So this sounds, sounds like, like how it, I live my life. Sounds like a Looney Tunes yeah. cartoon. Yeah, right. It, yeah, it's but like on a tribal planet. Yeah, right. So the next one is Durell. This is a slanish. Basically, Cadia is the, the planet he just described. Coronan? Yeah. Well, Cadia is not I'm just Coronin. saying I've, I've read some of the Horus Heresy books. Spo- He's describing Cadia when it was first discovered by the Imperium. Oh, really? Yeah, Cadia Cadia was pretty Cadia's, chaotic when they first. Cadia is... Cadia is an interesting yeah, planet. It's, it's so a dead Kadia world. Is a uh, demon tomb world. world. De- uh, it's a tomb world, technically. So Cadia, Cadia is really weird. Cadia is getting its own planet spotlight, but Cadia sits so close to the core of the old Eldari kingdoms, which is now the Eye of Terror, that the a gateway. lot of weird shit happened to it. Yeah, but because it's a tomb world and it's covered with a bunch of Necron pylons, it managed to not become a demon world but still a bunch of weird mm. shit happened to it so you always know, they talk about so that's the other thing too the mutations mm-hmm. you know the imperium doesn't like mutations right well if they would have listened to the custodies when they got there they would have killed everyone on the planet because of their violet eyes if they listened to them and that's the whole thing yep. everybody's oh cadia is violet eyes that's how you know they're cadian they're mutants they're evil they're chaos <laughs> Such an imperial fist way to look at things. <laughs> the e- evil. Simple. Kill them all. <laughs> it's, it's simple. I don't Let like change. Let the emperor change. sort them out. <laughs> I don't That's like right. change. <laughs> Let the emperor sort them out. Why you look funny, boy? Purple eyes <laughs> look funny. All right, so the next one is Durell. This is a slanish aligned demon world, which was once a hive world, and it is also in the Hadex Anomaly. So Durell was a very, very populous and very, very prolific hive world. And essentially the upper spires of the the nobles fell to Slanish. And then that the caused like a hookers. ripple. Yep. yep. That caused like a ripple effect down through the entire hive. And by the time the people in the mid hives and the lower hives realized what was happening, it was too fucking late. They so, are now the fodder on that planet. Yep. Edialon, originally part of the Eldari Empire in a former maiden world, the birth of Slanish twisted the world and the land masses on the planet are in a constant state of flux, each claimed by one of the four gods. So there are four major land masses and they constantly shift and change and hit each other and move apart and all sorts of crazy crap. The demon princes that each rule one of these four kingdoms are eternally at war with one another. However, it is rumored that many pre-fall Eldari artifacts can be recovered from the surface of this world. This is probably one of the crazier worlds. Nothing on it is is ever normal. The same. Like, nothing stays. Everything changes. It's constantly in transition. Yeah, it looks like a jawbreaker. It's good. That's a good summary. Reminds me of Rainbow Sherbert. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Magog is the next one. Once a stable and very productive agri-world, this planet exists in the Jericho Reach and has been drawn in and out of the Hadex anomaly many times. The planet itself and all of its indigenous life are now tainted by the warp. Rivers, once filled with water and fish, now flow with blood, and the land itself seems to breathe in and out. The mountains of the world also don't follow the normal rules and will migrate across the landscape at a whim. Even the plants that the population eats have turned carnivorous and may attack you at any time. 
The Stigmaratus cult actively recruits from the planet's population, and the traitor marines are very, very active in and out of the system. It's kind of inferred that the traitor marines are also recruiting from this world. That straight up sounds like a death world. You know, like mountains that move on their own and, you know, vegetation it's that eats death. You. It's a death demon world. Yeah, right. <laughs> if, if you could if you could mix two more fucked up things, you know what's more <laughs> fucked up than fucked up? That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. A death death demon world. I don't know. There's something about moving mountains that doesn't really That's, sit well with me. No. Yeah, right? I know, right? Like, like you go to bed and they're in one place, you wake up and they're in the other. Or or worse. It's just it's just sitting there tall. It's just outside your bedroom window and you wake up in the morning. Or or even worse, like you're just in the middle of doing whatever you're doing, and, and like you look outside, and the fucking mountains are literally like, "Hi!" As they walk away, you're like, "Better, better yet, it just fucks with you." You're all hiding in the shade of the mountain, and you're like getting get taking a nap, and then all of a sudden the sun's like, on you. You're like, and I was like, "Fuck you, my shade." <laughs> We're going to Candy Mountain, Charlie. <laughs> I leave Claridon. <laughs> Malium is the next planet. This world was the first homeworld of the Sons of Horus, but was abandoned after the Legion Wars. So we will get a lot more into this in the future, but the Sons of Horus, when they ran into the Eye of Terror, they found this planet, they hid Horus's body on it, they built a giant mausoleum, and they basically protected that mausoleum with their lives. During all of this, Abaddon was super pissed at everything that had happened, and he was basically like, fuck you guys, and he wandered off. When he came back, the planet was under siege, and Fabius actually stole Horus's body, and that's what Fabius used to make a bunch of clones of Horus. When that happened, as part of the Legion Wars, when the no one was in charge, the Black Legion didn't exist yet, no one was in charge, the planet was basically abandoned because of this. There was a bunch of wars and fights that happened on it. It's essentially a dead mausoleum. It's a demon world, but it's a dead mausoleum world at the same time. After all of that shit, Abaddon killed all of the Horus clones and destroyed Horus's body and was like, we're fucking done. We are no longer connected to this. It's over. We are now the Black Legion and shit changed. And we'll get into a lot more of Malium's history when we talk about that stuff. But Malium was the homeworld of the Sons of Horus originally, and they turned it into like a mausoleum planet, like a... What do they call it that the Imperium calls them? So a saint world? Not a saint world. Tomb, tomb uh, world. Not a, not a tomb world. Tomb world is Necron. Um, God damn it. Sanctuary world. They're called yeah, sanctuary there you go. worlds. Sanctuary world. Yeah. So the next planet we're going to talk about is the plague planet. This demon world is the world controlled by the demon prince Mortarion and is the home world of the Death Guard Traitor Legion. It is located Gross. deep within the Eye of Terror. And disease is the norm. The planet's atmosphere is choked with viridian miasmic clouds that bring contagion and death. The planet used to be Barbarus, Materian's original homeworld, but when he gained control of it, he remade it into an even worse version of itself. Uh, the Fortress Monastery still exists up where Mortarion was raised above the cloud, or where Mortarion took over above the clouds and a bunch of other stuff. But basically this is like a worse version of Barbarus and we'll get into Barbarus and the plague planet when we talk about the death guard. Next up is the planet of sorcerers also called Soridius, is the current homeworld of the thousand sons traitor legion. 
Originally, it was located deep in the Eye of Terror, but it was recently returned to real space through the use of ritual magic. When the planet of Prospero fell to the Space Wolves, Magnus made a pact with Zinch to save the city of light, Tizka, through the warp, and it was moved to another planet, this being the planet that was in the Eye of Terror. When it returned to real space, it reclaimed the spot that once held Prospero. And essentially, the planet that the City of Light, Tizka, was moved to was just a planet, probably probably pretty demonic and crazy. But as soon as the city moved to it, basically the city started to grow and take over the entire thing. It's now entirely one city. From what I can gather, um, we'll probably do a deeper dive into it when we touch the Thousand Suns. All right, Marky, are you ready? Is this the one? This is this is the oil oilensis. Oily it's alien but with an O and then cis. So Olenius. Wait, wait. Oil oil the anus. Oil the anus. No, no, say it say it the way that we're supposed to, Tom, because I think you're right. Oleniasis. Oleniasis. Okay, so Oleniasis is a demon world devoted to slanish. Located deep within the Eye of Terror. The Real entire deep. planet is actually a colossal, morbidly obese man curled into the fetal position. The surface of the planet is home to slanish demons, hedonistic beastmen, and serves as one of the bases for the noise marines. They all live on the planet in the massive man's pores. That's <laughs> fucking disgusting. It's so funny. <laughs> and, that's, and that's it. Scene? That's it. That is the entire description of the entire planet. I, two so... books. That's it. <laughs> yeah. dibs, wow. uh, dibs on the asshole. That's like the mansion. In the pores. <laughs> like the In the pores. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't get a pore. I get a whole asshole. Is it Titty Mountain? <laughs> Have you seen or the pictures nipple, of it? Nipple Mountain. Nipple Mountain. Nipple, nipple yeah, mountain. it's freaky looking. It's oh. fucking weird, dude. Mount Evertits. <laughs> God damn it, Mark! <laughs> I live in the honey mound. <laughs> the honey mound. So oh, this is the. Gosh. There it is. Yeah. Watch, go back, and then down. Or no, you had it. it. Was like it was on that page. So this is it from. Oh, that's funny. Armada. That'll, that. Oh yeah. Oh that'll... shit! It's actually in Armada. No way. Yeah. Yeah. See, I know secret reviews that that on the far yeah. end of that one. That's what I saw it as. Yeah. It's creepy. Creepy <laughs> as fuck looking. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like to, I'd like to dig more into this. Maybe we can find some more at some place. But I, that was it. That's the entire official current lore. So Sakaris is the next one. This is another That's... demon world. What's up? <laughs> just fucking still laughing at it. That's so bad. <laughs> so Sicarius is another demon world that's located deep in the Eye of Terror. This one is the current homeworld of the Wordbearers Traitor Legion. Under its clouds of fire and blood, the planet is covered by a vast, sprawling maze of cathedrals, temples, and monuments dedicated to worshiping the dark gods under the banner of Chaos Undivided. Slaves constantly toil under the Dark Council and the Demon Prince Logar in a never-ending task of rising more and more structures to the devotion and worship of these gods. Because of this, most of the planet is actually located underneath 
the top layer, and it's just a stacked mess of subterranean warrens that is just constantly being expanded upon. That that's how densely covered the entire planet is. So it's like a hive city, but a, but a whole like planet. A ha- it's like a hive city on crack. Yeah, on <laughs> crack. So Temporia, a dark Mechanicus Hellforge that lays within the Eye of Terror, endlessly churning out weapons and war machines used by the forces of chaos in the continuing conflict on the remaining worlds of the Cadian Gate. The world is a maze of contradicting cog plateaus, massive factories, and endlessly spiraling metal staircases. The rainstorms boil with magma, and this is also the home to the infamous Warpsmith Valadrock. I think it's n- insane that like some of these places, like, like it rains here, but it rains fucking lava. Rains lava. It's just of all things. You know, eh, like, no, no big. You thought, your, you thought your day was bad because you woke up and we're like, where's my legs? I need to put my legs back on. And then you walk outside and it's fucking raining lava. It's raining lava today. Weatherman didn't report that. Rain. It's raining sideways. Chocolate rain. <laughs> fucking Tom's breaking me over here. Wow. <laughs> so Vencorus is the next planet. This is another world found in the Hadex Anomaly in Jericho Reach. Once the Agri World breadbasket and major grain producer of the Reach, it is now warped and twisted by a rotting touch of Nurgle. This world's entire production is now given over to plants that are created for their use as poisons or hallucinogenic drugs. It's, it's a planet of mushrooms. So it's like a scarecrow's planet from Batman. Right. Just so there aren't enough letters in this, but I want to call this last planet Xanax 2. It's actually Axon 2, but I really want to call it Xanax 2. It's really Axon, not Zana? It's, it's, maybe it is yeah, Zana. Zana 2. I still want to call it I still want to call it Xanax. So Zana 2. This is a hell forge of the Dark Mechanicum and was once an isolated and incredibly ancient Forge world of the Mechanicum. The planet is known for supplying the, the Hellblade and Hell Talon pattern vehicles. So this world was so incredibly removed from the Empire or from whatever proto Empire existed before the Age of Strife and the coming of the Great Rifts and all of that that it not only had just a massive wealth of like old STC technology and all this shit, but it was isolated, so it was able to produce a bunch of these crazy war machines that nobody was able to deal with in its local local area. And because of that, it kind of dominated its local area when it fell to chaos. When it, well, during the heresy, it became one of the dark Mechanicum's planets. So this is a planet that fell 10,000 years ago. And when it fell, it basically tore a huge chunk of the Imperium's ability to produce war machines away from it. Damn. So that was probably a pretty, pretty big loss on pretty, their part. Pretty big blow. Yeah. So those are the demon worlds that we were able to dig up that had some juicy tidbits. We've got a little bit more on all of them. There's obviously a demon world for every traitor legion. Every demon prince has his own demon world. We didn't talk about Perturabos, and we didn't talk about Angrons. Uh, we didn't talk about... I guess we only covered we only covered Logars and Mortarions. Uh, yeah, I was going to say there's like the Night Lords and all yeah. those other... Gross. They, they all exist. Um, it's just based on how much lore exists in the books and how much lore is being expanded upon. 
knowing that knowing that they've got a title to the world and knowing that they've got like a one-liner and knowing enough about the world are kind of like two different things. But to give mm. you guys an idea. I was going to say, I, I don't know what the Night Lord's planet is, but it's essentially like Gotham from what I hear. Maybe Gotham and vampires. Yeah. Go- Gotham vampires? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> what i hear medrin guard is the demon world of the demon prince and former primarch perturabo and the current homeworld of the iron warriors traitor legion it is a nightmarish vision and is a world turned into a single vast fortress with mountains of inconceivably high towers and dungeons penetrating deep into its molten core Hmm. uh who who else did we leave out we left out uh i forgot his name what's the what's the core not a corax the Night Lords uh, guy. The Conrad Cruz. Conrad, yeah, Curse. Curse with a Z. We have to say all this with a British accent, so Tom's got to talk. <laughs> he's not a demon prince. He's dead, so he may not have a world. You're just yeah, talking about the he's world dead. he's from. Yeah, yeah he's, he, he's, he's not dead. a demon prince. Yeah, he dead. And assassin killed him. Oh. No, no, an assassin didn't kill him. The assassin finally got to him and was like, hey, bro, I'm here to kill you. And Conrad Cruz was like, I knew you were coming. And since I'm such an edgelord, I'm going to let you win because that's what an edgy guy would do. <laughs> and Nightlord players will tell you that. And I'm like, that sounds really dumb. Sorry, Marshall. I let him kill me because that's what an edgy guy would do. I mean, the... how, how do you really feel about that one? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a, dude. We talked about the sons of sons of Horus planet, and that guy got wiped from existence. So I would assume that Curse's planet's probably still around or something. They don't have right. the Night Lords. The Night Lords do not have a demon world, or at least if they have a demon world, it has they're... not hit a book yet, other than like mm. a one-liner here or there. They're or they're... just initially the thirty k lore about it. Yeah, their right. planet's probably one of the ones that actually got like destroyed after the heresy. Ooh. That sucks. Sucks to suck. Sorry. I think An- I think Angron doesn't have uh, an actual world currently, and Fulgrim doesn't have an actual world currently. But I that could just be again. You know, we're we're going off of the books. I'm going off of the books and the sources that I've got at hand and the books and the sources that I've got at hand are the primary demon codexes and the splats from like sixth edition. So as we, as we do more research and as we dig as specifically, as we dig into the traitor legions themselves, we're going to go back and try to like uncover and go into their demon worlds in more detail anyway. So hopefully we can find little kernels because it would be great to hear. I mean, it would be great to, to, find out the planets that they claim and all that crap. And I, we definitely know that Angron and Fulgrim have influence on different demon worlds. They just don't have a demon world, essentially. I think Angron wants to make uh, Armageddon his demon world. Yeah, no shit, right? Mm, He's tried to take it over enough times. Mm, Fucking get get in line. Yeah, right? It's the orcs world. Can't have it. I don't know. (laughs) Seats taken. (laughs) Seats taken. <laughs> it all goes back to Silnesh every time. It does. I don't care what anybody says. It always goes back. I kept being like all fantasy. I like the fan, the fancy fantasy. <laughs> I like quick fantasy <laughs> talk fa- fa- instead of fancy feast. Fancy fantasy. Uh, fancy quick. fantasy. <laughs> 
quick question for for each yeah. of you before before we move before we move on to the last bit of our uh, of the end of our pod. What god do you believe you would be influenced the most by, or which god would you be under? The okay, emperor so only, of course. Shut the fuck okay, up, Chuck. Yeah, Which god? Fucking, <laughs> fucking, fucking loser. We all know <laughs> what you would want. <laughs> fucking loser. <sighs> Ricardo Montalban, the emperor. Oh, my God. Ricardo Montalban? Answer the question. <laughs> We're going to start with Tom. Tom, which god would you be most influenced by? Which god would you be under? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's a tough one there, Jim. Um, <laughs> probably, honestly, honestly, probably knowing me, Slanesh. God, you bitch. I know. I know. I know. I could see I'd it like being a tough say, one. I'd like to say corn. Like, I right. really would. Like, there's a part of me that's just like, corn, maybe all the way. Yeah, right. But, like, realistically, <laughs> like. Dirty. Yeah, knowing myself and what I would fall to, Slimash. you're like, you're like, I, I'm sorry, but I like to fuck. No, that's a good. <laughs> big titty to got the big titty golf girls. I'm all Sign about right it. Here. Sign right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need that in blood or? Oh look, I oh look, I fell. Oh look, I fell again. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh no! I'm no. stuck in the casting couch. Yeah. It's like, Wow. Knowing, knowing, like, uh, every part of me wants to be like, oh, yeah, corn. But, and like, Nurgle, like, honestly, even Nurgle has his merits because those dudes are strong. Gross. You know what I mean? Like, as disgusting as it is, like, they're dope. Like, especially the the like big terminators they have like there's a part of me that's like that's fucking oh yeah, there's death shrouder i mean maybe yeah. i look like a booger but you know <laughs> but i'm a i'm a, I'm a badass <laughs> booger <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's one of them crusty boogers you know like, it's finger <laughs> yeah, right yeah um but yeah knowing me it would probably end up being slanesh as much as i and also too like killing eldar like come on yeah, it's, uh, I'm all about it, baby. I'm all about, about that. Pointy-eared fucks. Like, Sucking <laughs> their souls in. Yeah. Ryan, which chaos god do you think you would fall to? So I'm very tempted to immediately say Slanish or Corn, just because of like you know, that, that, gut, that gut reaction. Human nature. <laughs> yeah. But realistically... Being the the person who does all the crazy research and did, who does all the writing and who is constantly like steeping themselves in lore and like looking up weird obscure shit, Zinch. Zinch. Yeah, yeah, one hundred. I could totally yes. see that. That's that's I could totally my first see pick. That. My first pick for you would have been Zinch. Yeah, and I'm actually Kevin thinking is... about doing a Zinch army. So, of course, you're uh, Ke- figure. Kevin is Nurgle, one hundred percent. The dude shits himself <laughs> every podcast. He's constantly eating and shitting himself. You're, you're not wrong. I've seen that the man, man throw up. I've seen that man throw up more oh than I God. think a two year old. Like every single fucking episode, he's like, "Oh, guys, last time, like that pizza I had, like it was bad for a week." And I'm like, "Dude, why don't? Why do you still eat like you're in high school?" Then he's well, like, man, "Oh, Taco on, Bell." Taco Bell is cheap as fuck, man. It's Ten dollars yeah. buy me thirty tacos. Well, I eat all. He's not wrong why about am, that. He's not why wrong. Why am I shitting blood? Because <laughs> you, you ate thirty tacos from Toxic Hell. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, 
So, so what would you Chuck. be more? No, 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 no. I'm the I, obvious choice. I ask the questions oh, here. All right. Ryan comes with the knowledge. Oh. I ask the dumb questions. All right. I, I'm the leader. I ask the questions. I, Chuck. I, I look at me. Look at <laughs> me. I am the charge <laughs> I am the captain. Chuck, who would you fall to if? Without, without a doubt, it would be Slanesh. Just falling on dick. I, 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 I'm just, <laughs> just no, falling see, on dick. See, big guy, remember, it's, it's as as that guardsman really sees it in their mind, so it's not dick. It's, it's, it's the old sculpts. It's the six, six titty monsters running at you. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I ain't going to lie. And plus, like, the stuff I've read about Slanesh, it's like. Uh, so badass. That's like pretty. There's there's old artwork I've seen before too that I really thought was really cool, mm. and it's like how how we were how Ryan was talking about the one planet it was the the higher ups, you know, all the elite and powers fell first. Well, the the artwork is like more of a fancy or feudal world, mm. big old couple giant fat dudes, and they're like tossing money at a demonette. That's what's up. That's, that, me and that, Chuck. that's how that's I picture. Me, that's me and Chuck. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's Tom and I just going, <laughs> and, and, and then we'd have the white pow- warp dust. All yeah, warp dust. <laughs> oh, man. So if I were to fall to a chaos god, what would that chaos god be? It's so probably Nurgle because of sloth. Dude, dude yeah. don't, don't, I'm not going to say it didn't cross my mind. It, it, I'm not saying it because I'm like, man, yeah. well, there's Nurgle because, like, dude, I really like to just be, like, left alone. Like, I, I'm a very, very reserved person. You like, you like to giggle like a Nurgling. Yeah, I do. Yeah, dude, yeah, see, I'd be a fat-ass little fucking Nurgling for sure. <laughs> um, but, like, and then there, there's Zinch, and I'm an idiot, so then there's not Zinch. Um, <laughs> so, moving on to Korn. Uh... I don't feel like I'm I'm like a very cereal. aggressive person. Yeah, you ain't personality. You ain't corn homie. No, yeah, you ain't corn homie. I, I don't feel like I'm a corn person. Like I, I'm, I'm, I would definitely fall on like Nurgle's demeanor. Corn, uh, corn, corn is the guy who goes to a concert and is like, "We ain't having a good time unless we stomp in someone's fucking neck." Yeah, and it's like, "Wow, wow dude, we're going to Coldplay." Like, <laughs> dude bieber opened up for these guys yeah, chill yeah, out yeah. like two percent man i was gonna say like evanescence is opening for yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> the Coldplay concert man. like Calm fucking down. stomp them <laughs> fucking gwyneth paltrow's right there like, yeah. <laughs> uh but uh i'm definitely a, a person of excess i'm fat as fuck uh, on top of other things, so I, so, I would say. So either, what you're saying? So what you're saying is that me and Chuck are those guys tossing money, and you're the one on the pole. Probably <laughs> yes. Probably, I do have a fat ass. So <laughs> you're all. They, I am a dump truck. You are. <laughs> I am you a are, dump you are truck. thick with a C. <laughs> two, two of them. Three, maybe, depending on who you are. Well, at least you'll be in good company, man. Uh, yeah. So it's either that or Nurgle. If I would have to, if I have to choose one, if I have to choose one, it'd probably be Slanesh. Dude, Nurgle's got some merits. 
not gonna lie. As Louis. gross as it is, they gross. got some merits. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, more it's more the demeanor, you know, like slow and purposeful kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, my thing is <laughs> out of all the demon like art like armies you can be a part of, at least with them you're kind of survivable. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not just gonna not, get plowed not, like a demon. Yeah, you're not like yeah. you know, you're <laughs> or not you're doing the plowing. <laughs> Inserting dominance is what they refer to it as. <laughs> Inserting Inserting dominance. dominance. I like that. Yeah. yeah, so I would probably, if I have to choose Slanesh. If I don't, then I probably, you know, I probably lean on Nurgle. It's all, it's all it's, you motherfuckers. So, it's all you motherfuckers at this club, like making a bunch of noise. But the club is actually my house, and I'm like, shut the fuck up! I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin's always Sorry. on the toilet. But Kevin's just, <laughs> yeah, Kevin's just, just always just, blowing it up, just shitting in the corner. This is the yeah. worst Winnebago that anyone has ever designed. <laughs> it's the Winnebago. <laughs> and, and, and if anybody had to, anybody had to ask, Rugen is just Nurgle. Oh, straight up. He even has a tattoo. So does he really? Yeah, that's his awesome. tattoo has a Nurgle symbol on it. Mm. So yeah, there, that's awesome. That's the easy one for him. Yeah, it's either the emo, the emo Nurgle so, in the corner, or the I'd be the demonette so, on the pole. So if you were awake, <laughs> you you you'd go to Slanesh, and if you had fallen asleep and fell over, you'd just let Nurgle happen. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. 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 See, I would say I would say I'm exactly at that fifty fifty, depending on the like temperament I'm in at the time. Between like uh, was, corn if, and Slanesh? If I was mad about something, it'd be corn. If I yeah. wasn't mad, it would be a Slanesh. Just literally those two, 50 50. Yeah. Yeah. Like, depending on what moment I'd be in. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm of the same temperament. So, so, here's, so here's a follow up question, um, just because we're already on it and now I'm kind of interested. Uh oh. If you were to play an army, if you were to collect and play a demon army, which one would you go for and how much of the demon world stuff that we just covered and the hobbying opportunities that it kind of brings up would influence your choice? Corn, corn. Yeah. I was going to say badassery, corn. Yeah. Uh, what Hobby? I would like to do, probably Slanesh. Hobby, Slanesh, badassery, corn. Yes. Yeah. It's both, both for me, corn. I... Cause corn has a lot of demon engines in it and I'm all about yeah. my life. Bloodthirsters are just dope. I already have uh, Slanesh and yeah. Hobby. It was mean. Well, it was Lauren, the Hobby. I wanted to paint them different. Mm-hmm. And I've already done a Nurgle. I, I think I'd like to do a Nurgle army. Demons. Because hmm. I wouldn't go with the typical green. Oh, no? No. no I, li- I like doing a little, well, a little uh, bit different. Yeah. Yeah, my corn army is black, so... Yeah, because yours are spawn. Yeah. Makes sense. A little bit different. A little bit different. How about you, Ryan? Well, I'm already looking at doing a Zinchian army, and I I think that that's probably what I'll do because I like the, I think they're called the Screamers, the Manta Ray things. I think they look pretty dope. Uh, yeah, I also really like, there's this, um, it, it's pretty funny because a couple of times I've seen the model, I've been like, it's me. It's a, it's like a flying carpet and there's two blue horrors on it. And one blue horror yep. is like in the back directing and the other has like two hands a and scribe. he's scribing in two different books. Like, I don't think I've seen me. that one. It's me as a model. It's, it's like the, the Herald, the Herald one model. I think. Uh, okay. Okay. So that brings me to my next question. If you were a demon, which demon would you be? Not so much. What would you fall to as a, like a cultist? If you were a demon in 40k, which demon would you be? Ooh, it can okay. be from from demon prince 
to fucking to uh, brimstone horror. Does it? Okay, does it? I, I, I'll, I'll let you guys sit on it for a little bit. There, there's not a lot of stipulation. You can be a straight up demon or a, a human that turned into a demon. So it's up to you on on that. Doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be what you chose as what you would fall to. But that just, that guy, just, the blue the, the blue guy. scribes. <laughs> No, that's not what I'm choosing. That's the model I'm talking about. Oh, oh, okay. I was gonna say. <laughs> no, I've I've actually got an answer. I got an answer. I, I do. I am I going first or? All right, Ryan. I, I'll let you go first, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. All right. So again, um, I just because just because of what we just talked about, I think that I would fall into pot, potentially two different ones. The first one I'm gonna say is Araman because uh, Araman is the keeper of the library in the City of Light. Hmm, um, okay. And that's that. So Araman is the first sorcerer, the sons of horror, the, the, not the sons of Horus. A thousand sons. A thousand sons. Um, I would say my second thing, though, would be a keeper of secrets or not, not a keeper of secrets. Lord of change. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same thing, um, I think. Oh, no. Keeper is a slanesh. Yeah. Keeper is slanesh. Uh, Lord of change is the, the two, the two the headed bird guy. Again, yeah, it's yeah. just, I think out of all of us, I'm much more the like, the the wheel is always spinning, but that'll oh yeah, hundred percent. If you live on the outside, sort of person, yeah, like very very much wise. a creative, yeah, very much a creative, creative, uh, always mind is always spinning kind of person. Yeah, uh, I think when it comes down to like the first, the first demon, I'm gonna be super excited to build. I when that new demon set comes out and you get to choose the head, I'm totally gonna do that. Oh yeah, the, the demon the prince, Zinchian, the Zinchian head is gonna be the way I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. That that's my answer. Zinch Zinch again. Um right. not not to not to take no, the easy no. way out, but No, no, not at all, not at all. So Chuck, if you were a demon in 40k, which demon do you think you would be? So so, so I'm going to go two routes cuz I'm actually torn, kind of like Ryan. Okay, okay. So, so one would be a demon prince cuz rule my own world and turn it into a giant pillow and all the warp dust. <laughs> all the warp dust. And the other one would be a nurgling. Because yeah. they just got no responsibilities. Dude. They're just there to have a good time and Dude, giggle. I respect it. They're mini god. They're I, they're mini mini gods of Papa Nurgle. I respect it. So, Tom, do you have an answer? Chaos Knight or Soul Grinder? Chaos Knight or Soul Grinder? That, huh? that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Or yeah, like or or one of those like uh, what are they? Fire Drakes. Yeah, I think it's called. Yeah. Oh no! Wait. What is it called? What's the what's the chaos? Heldrake. Oh no, yeah, it's a Heldrake. Heldrake. Yeah, if I, if it were uh, if it demon were turkey, corn, if it were corn, it'd be one of those Heldrake things, just because I think they're badass. They're like the combination between a fighter and a dragon. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, chaos Knight, though, one hundred percent, like all the way. Rampager, fucking, <laughs> all, fucking balls to the wall, full tier balls in, fucking yep. Rampager, um, or a uh, Soul Grinder, just because I think those things are fucking sick. Hmm. So I'm um, I, I kind of I kind of reflect what what Chuck was saying. I would definitely choose something like a Nurgling because, dude, no responsibility, like all all fun and no work. Yep, like that's straight up like just, just throwing bones, just and being the best the best Nurgling I could be. Kind of mm-hmm. like just like a just like a almost not a snotling, just like almost like a chilling on someone's shoulder. Yeah, dude, just fucking. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, like Nurgle Marines love them. Yeah, right. So it's like everybody. Um, if I was gonna be like something like crazy, uh, or just something with a little more oomph, uh, I would almost say 
a great unclean one just because I really don't give a fuck. That's you don't have to move. You. you don't that's have to move one. very fast. You say that's a good look for me. <laughs> what you say? That's a good one for you. Oh, <laughs> that's a good look for you. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a good look. I'm like motherfucker. <laughs> just yeah. that's actually Kevin just deucing on people. <laughs> oh man, now nah, Kevin's like the little fart bag that floats around. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> what is the bloat drone? He's a bloat drone. That's Kevin. Hey, those, hey, those things are sick as fuck. Oh, they're sick, Mod- yeah. Model-wise, those things are so sick. Yeah, they also just, like, shit on you. So. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. So, good yeah. times all around. Chaos night, dude. Rampager. Yeah. Balls, balls deep. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> I don't really know any, like, specific Slanesh demons other than, like, them weird, like, titty horse people, and I don't want to be one of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't want to be a fiend? Yeah. No, there's the fiend, no. the demonettes, and then the, the keepers, I think. I don't think yeah. there's there's much else besides no, they're all, There's they're stuff all in Age of Sigmar. Like, I don't know what they mm-hmm. are. They're there's a lot of cool stuff in, in the Age of Sigmar line. Maybe, maybe be the one, the Slanesh one Age of Sigmar that's like, like the demon world, the big f- round dude mm. that's just getting carried by slaves. Yeah, but... Uh, if I was, I mean, like, if I was going to go Slanesh, like, if I had to choose Slanesh, I'd just be a demonette straight up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'll be your demon prince. Straight up, dude. <laughs> straight up. Dude. <laughs> you, you can live on my pillow world, like, uh, That's perfect. what is it, Tommy Lee has a whole pillow room in yeah. his house? There you go. Be, what, what's that? That's fight? the planet. It's a pillow room in mirrors. What's the, what's the rich duck guy from DuckTales? Scrooge, what the fuck is Uncle, going on? Uncle Scrooge, yeah, Uncle. I'd be like Uncle Scrooge, just diving into warp dust, just diving about, into warp dust dude, stuff. It was, cool. it was all about Mallard McQuack. That dude was <laughs> fucking top. Dude, the pilot. So, join us for our next lore podcast, all about Ducktales. Dude, woo. dude, best shit. Woo. <laughs> best, best. Man, I wonder what that's on. Is that streaming anywhere? Dude, I a shadow instead of a shadow over In's mouth, it'll be a shadow uh, over. What was the pilot's name? What was his name? Uh, Tom what, Mallard McQuack. Was that the Mal- pilot's name? The bear. Yeah. Oh no, that was uh, that, that's Baloo. That's uh, Baloo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tailspin. It's, it's, that's Tailspin. Oh, am I getting my shows mixed up? Oh, DuckTales is on Disney+. Plus. Oh, shit. They got uh, Darkwing Duck on there. You remember Darkwing that guy? Darkwing Duck, yeah, that shit was fucking... That Mallard McQuack was in that, too. Yep. Yep. Mallard Alrighty. McQuack. <laughs> that, I, oh I, I am out of questions now, fellas. <laughs> now Ryan can officially close us up when he is ready, that, but... That, uh, mother- that motherfucker had a strong beak. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> strong... <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah that, that, I just that was mark. a yes, uh, <laughs> just killed mark that's fucking great <laughs> he, re- uh, he really did he did jesus christ matt damon Words. That's the demon this world we demon. didn't talk about. <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. Matt Damon world. How you like the sound of damn apples? <laughs> <laughs> A- applesauce, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> applesauce, bitch. 
So demon world descriptions can be found in more than a few places, often in the Inquisition related books or in the books that deal with like the Grey Knights and other stuff that targets or specifically deals with demons. But as we dig and dive deeper into the lore of the traitor legions, we will explore many, many more demon worlds that we come across. We are rushing headlong into our month of spooky, and we will be back with some Loris Obscurious goodness for you guys, some horror short stories, and even some world building for all of you lovely people. So keep your ear holes ready and willing. Want to get a hold of us to ask us any questions about the demon worlds we talked about here or suggest a demon world that we missed? You can email us at underthehiveofmadness at gmail.com or jimdarkgaming at gmail.com. Become involved with us a different way by joining our Discord community. We have lots to share in all things Warhammer 40k, from the lore to the hobby side, and even from time to time, we look at the current tactical state of the game. We also love to talk your homebrew lore, how to world build, and how to creatively write. If you have something to share, that's the place to find us and ask us all about it. You can also find us online with our website or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We have links to everything down in our show notes to make it as easy for you to find this as possible. If you liked the show, please help us by giving us those ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcast fix. Our home is Spotify and Anchor FM, but we aren't strangers to Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, and many, many more. If there is a platform we're not on that you love listening to, please hit us up, and I will try to figure out how to get us up there as quickly as possible. We have some goals over on our Patreon. We're trying to grow to 30 members currently so we can bring on an editor a little bit more officially. You can help us with that goal and help us with our second goal, which is quarterly giveaways by joining us at www.patreon.com slash under the hive of madness all patreon members get access to a video version of our podcast episodes there's about 30 to 40 minutes at the beginning that is just a bonus for our patreons we talk about what's going on behind the scenes what we're working on and where we're planning on going as well as just giving you guys some other things like hobby progress updates on our own stuff and answering questions that you guys ask us at higher levels, you get access to polls and questionnaires that help us determine the future or help you help us determine the future of the podcast. And at our top level, our $9 level, you get access to some PDF content and some art content that you can use to print yourself out some awesome things like objective markers or even get involved with the role-playing stuff that we're developing and releasing if any of that stuff sounds interesting, please go ahead and check it all out over on Patreon. Tearing through the remains of the studio bathroom's door, at least until the chunks jam up our chain axe of justice, pointing out the red rum served up by the Corridor 54 killer, and here to warn you that the call is coming from inside the Habstack. We are the Restless Dead of Justice 665.66 UHMR Camrat Radio. And we ain't going nowhere. Keep those Vox dials set and find us next time. Same ratty ass attitude, same ratty ass frequency. Keep up a strong chin. It's like they always say if you find a foreign emperor in space, don't give him back his machete. <laughs> Fucking Jason you. X, dude. <laughs> yes. Right, okay, okay. Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna do it again? No, are we gonna I, keep that one? I guess keep that one. I think no. we keep that one. Alright.
Jason yeah. X, it's literally Jason in space. Yeah, because yeah, the guy's like, 